7.30 here on your community radio station. And on Mondays on the Morning Main program at this time, we check in live with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. Have a good summer until I hear from you again. Thank you. One morning around this time in May, two years ago, I had just landed in Bois and was back taxiing runway 33 when I saw this large, dark mass about the width of the runway coming right for me. I'd had my window open and luckily managed to close it before the airplane was engulfed in bees. They stayed with the airplane for the next couple of hundred feet until I reached the end of the runway, spun a 180-degree turn, and shut down the engine of the airplane. Then they all instantly dispersed as if I was no longer a threat. I'd flown in to pick up Frank, a 60 Minutes cameraman, Keith, his producer, and Darren, a liaison officer from the Wyman Blueberry Corporation. Frank and Keith were there to shoot aerial footage of the Wyman operation that Darren would explain to them as we flew along. They'd chosen a time when the bees were being let go from the hives that had been trucked in for several days and left alongside the runway at Bois, situated on the barrens in the heart of the Wyman Blueberry properties. As Maine's largest blueberry grower, Wyman spends over $1 million a year to professional apiaries, apiaries beekeepers to bring their commercial beehives to Wyman's Downeast Blueberry Barrens to help pollinate the blueberry bushes that are too numerous for Maine's native bees to service. Of course, bees, not only locally and regionally, but also worldwide, are busy pollinating many industrial agricultural crops besides blueberries. Most other fruits, along with nuts and vegetables, are dependent upon bees for the pollination that leads to a full harvest. But the bee is in trouble and subsequently agricultural as we know it. With a title hauntingly reminiscent of Rachel Carson's predictions in Silent Spring, environmental writer Rowan Jacobson, in his recent work Fruitless Fall, The Collapse of the Honeybee and the Coming Agricultural Crisis, discusses what has been the number one concern of apiarists and insect ecologists for several years now, CCD, otherwise known as Colony Collapse Disorder, which reached plague proportions between 2006 and 2007. Although CCD has not become an issue in Maine yet, that doesn't mean researchers around the state aren't keeping an eye out for it. One such watchdog is the University of Maine's professor Frank Drummond, who says that in general, quote, honeybees are being attacked on all fronts, from pests, bacteria, fungus, the damage is massive, close quote. One thing that both Drummond and Fruitless Fall author Jacobson agree on is that among the many factors affecting bee populations, insecticides play a large role. The garden my girlfriend and I keep has been organic from the onset, and we are fortunate every year to have a number of species of native bees buzzing about while we work among them. Our favorites by far are the big black and yellow, slow-moving, docile bumblebees who sometimes seem to be collecting so much pollen that they can barely fly from source to source. Each year we're on the lookout for new plants that will attract bees and birds. In Appendix 3 of his book, Jacobson discusses cultivating a pollinator garden. Beyond cautioning against pesticides, insecticides, fungicides, and herbicides, and suggesting suitable nesting sites, he presents a substantial list of plants attractive to native bees which include at least a couple of dozen of our own personal favorites, among them such main traditionals as yarrow, not doubled hollyhock, not doubled columbine, not doubled aster, mustard, bellflower, cosmos, fennel, wild forget-me-not, basil, oregano, thyme, rosemary, black-eyed Susan, 
willow, comfrey, violets, and hundreds more that he credits as listed by the USDA Agricultural Research Service Logan B. Lab. Jacobson also includes a shorter list entitled Plants Hosting Butterfly Larvae, for which he credits the Xerxes Society. Ah, I love this time of year. Be kind to those bumblebees and their smaller cousins. From Orono, Maine, have a good day.